0: The following podcast contains explicit language. One definition of explicit language is stated clearly and in detail, leaving no room for confusion or doubt. That's why we use those words.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 309 of the Thinking LSAT podcast. Today on the show, we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing our first ever LSAT personal statement stravaganza, where we're going to go through four personal statements and not all the way through those four personal statements. We're going to read them as far as we can stomach and at the point where we would give up, uh, either because we're going to admit you or because we're going to deny you we're going to stop reading the statement at that point and make some comments about why we, why we're stopping where we're stopping. Ben, any comments on that process? No, we recorded it in advance. I thought that it went pretty well. But I think that there's a lot of useful advice there.
0: Let us know what you think.
1: Yeah. Please do email help at thinking and let us know what you think about the statement. Stravaganza. Um, this, episode is going to air on Monday, August 2nd. That means we are less than two weeks away from the beginning of the August LSAT. Good luck, everybody who's signed up to take the August test. Remember that October is right around the corner. The deadline to register for the October LSAT is the 25th of August. So you do get to take the August LSAT before having to decide whether you're going to sign up for October. But students are notoriously bad at predicting how they did on the official test. So if you're taking August and if you have an attempt left in the bank, you probably should just go ahead and sign up for October. Uh, Can you really see any circumstances where that doesn't make sense? Mm
0: -mm.
1: If you're ready for August, then you'll also for sure be ready for October. Now, if you're not ready for August, you should withdraw. But if you're ready for August and you're going to take August, then, yeah, you should probably be taking October as well.
0: Yeah, Schools otherwise. only care about your highest score. If otherwise, you get even a yeah. point
1: higher, it's worth it.
0: You're just waiting for the test after that. And that's not good. Yeah.
1: Yep. If you want to talk to me about any of that, if you want to ask any questions about that process, um, please come to my August 2021 LSAT study group. It happens every Thursday on Zoom. It's absolutely free. All you need is a free LSAT Demon account. LSATDemon.com. Sign up for a free account. And uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern every Thursday, I do a study group where you can ask me any question you want. Ready to dig into these personal statements? Let's do it. All right, so we're doing something a little bit different today on the show. We are doing a personal statement extravaganza. And uh, what we're going to do is we've got four personal statements on the agenda. And we're going to uh, read them as far as we can until we are sick of them. (laughs) And then we're going to move on to the next one. Is that a fair assessment of what we're going to do?
0: I think so. And I I was thinking about it in the car yesterday and I was like, you know, this is actually good because I imagine it's much like the real deal, right? Like they, if they are not having it, they probably stop reading it.
1: Well, we discussed on the show last week, I believe it was that there are roughly seven applications per applicant. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are far more applicants than there are people who are going to actually go to law school. Mm -hmm. So probably by a ratio of like two to one would be my guess, maybe even more, but two to one, I think fairly conservatively. So they probably have to read 15 personal statements for everybody that is going to actually come to their school. And they, I mean, so how much attention are they really going to pay these things? I, I mean, it's like when you're on the bubble, I think they're going to pay a lot of attention. But that's if you have the exact same LSAT, exact same GPA. You know, if everything is the same, then they have to try to differentiate between people. But for the people who have real high LSAT, real high GPA, it's like they're going to check your personal statement to make sure you're not a psycho and just admit you. And if you have real low LSAT, real low GPA, they might claim that they're going to look at it, but they probably read, they're like looking for confirmation that they're going to not admit you.
0: Yeah. And (laughs) that confirmation can come in the first sentence. You really would have to have a killer personal statement to pull them back from the brink, right? Like, oh, It's
1: like me reading answer choices on LSAT logical reasoning or Mm -hmm. me reading answer choices on LSAT reading comp. Yeah. I'm expecting this to be wrong. I'm only going to pick one out of every five answers. Yeah. So I go in expecting A to be wrong. I read the first three words of it and if it's bullshit, it's bullshit. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Well, that has to be how these they wouldn't even be sensible to operate in any other way. No. Right? I mean, it would be ridiculous time. of these people to read these too carefully. Okay, so we're going to try to replicate that by starting each statement And then at the point where we would have already made up our mind, we're going to say, okay, that's good. And we're going to move on to the next one.
0: Yep. Sounds good.
1: Great. First one we've got on our list here is V. V has asked asked us to redact school and city names. So we might stumble over those. Um, By the way, if you want to submit to the show and you would like stuff to be redacted, might be a good idea for you to just go ahead and redact that before you send it to us so that we can't make that mistake. But um, V says, Demon Basic helped me go from a 148 diagnostic in April of this year to a 167 on the June LSAT Flex. Whoa. Kind of unreal (laughs) to me. That's fast progress. 19 points in three months using Demon Basic? Yeah. Solid. Okay. Ready? Yep. During the spring semester of my junior year of college, I found myself balancing three part-time jobs, an internship at the state legislature, and a full-time course load. Friends and family asked me, how are you even managing to do this? To answer that question, I have to trace back a few years. I began working part-time in high school because my parents told me in advance that they would not be able to contribute financially to my education. Knowing the enormous cost ahead of me, I started with the community college route, attending, redacted. I began working at the school's student assistant desk, saving every bit of money that I could for my transfer to university. That's the first paragraph. Thoughts?
0: I would tighten this up a lot, but I don't hate it in part because her it's wordy, but stylistically she hasn't made any mistakes um, or really obvious ones. So it's like, it's easy to read. I would probably keep reading. I'm a little bit curious too, about this basically kind of a hustler. A lot of kids don't work at all, let alone this much. I don't know if it's a mistake three part-time jobs and an internship kind of raised an eyebrow for me, (laughs) but
1: you're saying you're not sure you believe it.
0: Not that I, not that I don't believe it, but like, is that really a smart choice? Oh, Uh, but yeah.
1: But the flip side of it is like you just said, most kids don't work. And the fact that V is working mm -hmm. is good. Well, I mean, work is good.
0: Work is good. You're becoming an attorney. You're going to work your ass off. You're going to work
1: your ass off. So work, yeah, uh, demonstrating work is great. I don't know that she needs to name drop her community college specifically in that first paragraph of your personal statement. It's already on your resume. I I hate that rhetorical question, or it's not a rhetorical question, but the friends and family asked me, comma, how are you even managing to do this, question mark. That's the third or the second sentence of the personal statement and it's just weak it's just dumb like what i don't care tell me your story we Mm. don't your your friends and family don't need to pop their head into the room how are you even managing this i don't know it's just a real weird like rhetorical flourish that doesn't add anything
0: and 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 then in response to that she says to answer that question i have to trace back a few years it's it's sort of like there's this talking about talking, talking to, to yourself Yeah.
1: instead of just telling the damn story in a more plain spoken manner, Yeah. which we would definitely prefer. Yeah. I hate that. Like the phrase I have to trace back a few years. I mean, I understand the document that I'm reading. I get it that you're going to probably go back a bit and tell me a story from your life. If you literally you just to tell jump, me you're going to yeah. do that.
0: If you just jump to I began working part time in high school, we wouldn't be lost or confused. We'd be like, Okay.
1: <laughs> really I, I don't even like the way she started with her very first sentence, right? During the spring semester of my junior year of, of college. college. Yeah. It's like, I don't why are do you have to be so specific about the timeline? You know, oh, I found myself balancing three part-time jobs. Listen. You worked your way through college. I got it. And if you want to start in high school because you were working to save money to go to community college, I actually really like that. But just tell it in a more straightforward manner. I think there's a lot to keep here. But I worked, You could. the very first sentence could just be, I worked part-time in high school to save money to go to community college. In community college, I worked three jobs to continue financing my education. Yeah. You know, like I, the fact that she brings up her parents here, I don't know that that's necessary. My parents told me in advance that they would not be able to contribute financially to my education. It's a lot of words where, you know, just like drop us into your working to save money, to go to school.
0: And <laughs> yeah. Yeah one other thing here not to pile on v but um you said i found myself it's a very passive way of telling a story it's it presents yourself as this traveler who happened upon your circumstances as opposed to taking the lead right if you had just said in college i worked three part-time jobs um I guess, or I balanced three part-time jobs, an internship and a full-time course load. It's just, that's what you did. And we don't get this sense that you kind of fell into it and it wasn't planned. Like, I want to know that you're deciding what to do and you're going to doing it.
1: And it falls under the broader umbrella of, as to your mental states, please just omit. Yeah. We don't need to know, you finding yourself, that's you talking about, th- thinking about yourself. And instead of that, we could just get the story, which the story is what you actually did. Yeah. Um, that said, we're going to make it into the second paragraph of this one.
0: I think so, yeah. In we part have not yet rejected
1: this applicant. This,
0: despite the wordiness, um, there's so much to be cut out here it still is easy to read, right? Like I there's a, what is it about it? It's like, it's not, she's not using big words or semicolons or anything like that. So it's not like you were stumbling over any of these sentences. Yep. And some of them are short. So in some ways it's like you're helping the reader move along. And so even though I hate how long it is, I moved along through it easily enough. And you got the message across that you're working your ass off. So, those yeah. things are inviting me to continue.
1: Those those five sentences could be two. Yeah. Just another there's there's so much fat in this. I mean like we you or I it'd be a fun experiment one of these days to have you do an edit mm-hmm. and I do an edit separately yeah. and then see what parts we've cut because this, you know like Knowing the enormous cost ahead of me, I started with the community college route. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no, you started at community college. (laughs) you worked your way through community college.
0: We could do, you know, that'd be interesting actually is to do like a, what is that? A wood chipper where we have split screen and you can't see each other, but maybe everyone else can see. The audience can watch the editing happening in real
1: time on Google Docs. All right. We'll think about it. Second paragraph. As the assistance center employee with the most seniority at the start of the pandemic, I facilitated the transition from in-person operations to an original virtual platform with my manager. And this does follow on the previous sentence, the school's student assistance desk. So that's where, sh- that's where we are. We're at the assistance center at the school. You, sh- you were shaking your head about that Yeah, sentence. I didn't
0: love... I mean, there was part of me that just felt like now, in contrast to all the sentences we just read, this is more bloated than I'd love. And so I'm sort of like, okay... um
1: my eyes are glazing over on that for sure. Yeah, uh, she's ver- she's like veering into MBA speak a little bit mm-hmm. with "I facilitated the transition." What do you mean you facilitated the transition? What what does that look like? You don't just claim it's a conclusion. Basically, I facilitated the transition. What did you do? Mm-hmm. I can't picture what you're doing. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. Actually, you know, I facilitated the transition from in-person operations to how about this phrase, an original virtual platform.
0: Yeah. Like what is that? That's, that's where I'm, lo- I'm starting to lose this statement. Also as the assistance center employee with the most seniority at the start of the pandemic, that's just a really long introduction um does it do i care that you had the most senior no
1: it's a college job it's it's inherently transient we don't give a shit and then she like pulls the punch with with my manager at the end of that sentence like she knew she was taking more credit than she really deserved so then she kind of hedges back with oh but with my manager it's like nobody cares what did you do yeah you're, you you're at one time, you're trying to take all this credit, then give some of the credit back then, but we don't even know what you're talking about. I think this, you know, the reader starts to go to sleep here. Once established, the virtual center became an essential resource going so far as to aid students from our sister campuses who had not set up their own online infrastructure. Although in-person operations have returned to full capacity, the remote assistance center became such a large success that it will continue to operate indefinitely. Every month, our team at the virtual center remotely assists an average of 700 students with numbers growing higher during heavy registration periods. The project that I helped create is now a reliable extension of campus operations and the most prominent job I have held... Throughout college. Wait, the project is the most prominent job you have held? Uh, That might be broken.
0: That seems broken. I also don't love this paragraph because it's all about the project, not about what you did in the project.
1: Yeah, she's got I as the subject of a couple of those sentences, but she never begins her sentences with I. You know, it's like that first sentence in that second paragraph, as the assistant center employee with the most seniority at the start of the pandemic, this long-ass preamble. Then she gets to the subject of the sentence, I. But then, but then, all then we have is facilitated. What did you do? Facilitated, which I don't even know what that is. Yeah. And then later, later, I helped create, although the subject of that sentence is the project, the project that I helped create.
0: But even then, all you do is you say you helped create it. So just like facilitate, it's vague. We have no idea. So at the end of this paragraph, all I know is there's this awesome project that happened. You facilitated it with your manager and you helped create it. But what did you do? I have no clue. And so actually, I'm skeptical that you did much.
1: Yeah, it's a college job. You're not a full time employee. You can't be calling the shots on something like this. Like it's a that's got to be a an actual your manager or a university employee who's going to be calling these shots not you i mean unless you are in which case you should say you are but the reader's like what she helped out with this project she
0: happened to be in the right place at the right time so that she could be associated with something that was successful but did she do anything or was she just tagging along
1: one thing that's really good about this statement is that it's short. We're uh, There's only five paragraphs, and we're two paragraphs deep. So we've made it almost halfway. Okay. Shortly after implementing the virtual center and adjusting to remote work, I moved to Austin and transitioned to a new environment as a transfer student as the University of Texas. Don't care. At the University of Texas. I mean, that whole sentence... I transferred to the University of Texas, which is already on your resume or your transcripts. So that's nothing. That sentence is a complete waste. I started my studies. No shit. That's what you do when you transfer and picked up a role as a campus brand ambassador. In addition to my work at the virtual center, you're still working at that virtual center
0: for your previous school. Huh? Okay.
1: I mostly rely on paid work to cover my expenses, which made it difficult to accept an unpaid internship offer at the Texas legislature. I decided that the internship was too incredible to pass up and organized my finances to make it possible. You just j- <laughs> just told us that your internship is incredible. Yeah, it's overselling, right? Like, nobody say- believes you. Yeah. And
0: I don't love this whole explanation of why she decided to take on a free internship even though or an unpaid internship, even though she relies on paid work to get money. It's like I don't need to hear all this. Just say you decided to do it. And it's
1: protesting too much, yeah. Yeah. It's like she knows that she did something wrong, but she did it anyway, but now she's explaining why she did it to the reader yeah because otherwise if you're proud of all this then why do you have to like explain it so much i began my legislative internship in january while working my two part-time positions and studying to get ahead in my classes i i i think i just maybe tapped out at that point i'm like i feel like you're wasting my time now
0: i'm down it's just like kind of saying stuff that's on the resume. We haven't heard any specific concrete facts. Um, I'm also mildly confused right now because I think you said three jobs and an internship, and now it's like two jobs and an internship. Um, So did you mean two when you started this personal statement? You just wrapped them together?
1: What the hell is this? Okay, I'm going to read two more, three more sentences because I I, I want to know what the hell this even says. But, okay. I, but I mean, it's like, at this point, I don't feel like I'm going to be surprised. I don't feel like I'm going to learn anything more from reading the rest of the statement. No. Right. I, yeah. I mean, and I could be absolutely wrong, but, but that's the impression that I'm left with.
0: And we're trying to recreate this process, right? People are right. going to give up even if there's meat later in the personal statement, right? But that doesn't matter. You lost it. the
1: second you told me you were studying to get ahead in your classes. <laughs> that's where I'm like, all right, fuck off. I don't need to read any more of that. Like that's just you're. that really is. You're wasting, you're wasting the reader's time. Yeah. You did your fucking coursework. Everybody does that. You're not, that's not special. That's literally every single person who goes to law school, studied to get ahead in their classes so that's just it's just like verbal diarrhea basically right it's just like a waste of that's a waste of space waste of of breath waste of your reader's time yeah and i think at that point they're just like sort of all right they're shuffling through they got a mountain of applications on their desk they're like yep I i know what this is about but she goes on and says The legislative internship enabled me to learn the political process firsthand and apply writing and research skills in an exciting environment. The the part-time work supported my basic needs and helped pay for tuition. My involvement on campus persisted as my first priority through my classes and student organizations. I could not catch a break, but I loved it.
0: Okay, I hate all of this. If I hadn't checked out yet i would be gone by now
1: what is that complaint at the end of that paragraph uh i think
0: it's the idea that she's so busy that she doesn't
1: have i couldn't catch a break that just has no business in your you're supposed to be presenting yourself as a winner we we want someone who all the breaks go their way all the time. Like, we want someone who wins. So what this, I mean, and there's not even any justification. All she's talking about is being busy. She's working part-time jobs. She's at an internship. She's doing well in school, it sounds like. Then this just th- toss off this like weird, negative, I couldn't catch a break. I, I, that is like bizarre. I.
0: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I agree, and it shouldn't be here. These previous sentences also, though, are empty. There, the first one is a conclusion. The legislative legislative internship enabled me to learn the political process firsthand. Okay, first of all, never use the phrase "firsthand" in any of your personal statements. Um, you just say I did X. That's you doing something firsthand. Um, saying that something helped you to learn something is just a conclusion. I just have to accept that I can't see it. And then you also go on to assert that you apply your writing and research skills. Okay. There's a common mistake. People think that law schools want to know about your writing and research skills. So they literally just drop those words into their, that phrase.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just a conclusion because you're not... What are you writing? What are you researching? What did you work on? What project? I want... uh, I want the subject of these sentences to be I. And I want to know what you actually did instead of these big conclusions. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, that's V. We wouldn't read any further. Scanning it, it doesn't look like there's really anything. It's just... She's repeating herself. She just keeps saying three jobs, three jobs, three jobs.
0: You know, it's interesting. You said scanning it, right? I yep. bet people, I bet that's actually what happens is they oh start yeah to read, then they scan. And I just scanned down and I see the first sentence, to the last paragraph. I have known that law school is the clear next step in my life for a long time. At that point, I'm like rolling my eyes back and moving on. It's like, yep. Really? All yeah. right.
1: And in our pret- our pretend stack of applications, the next one that we have here is from Rushali. Okay. Any thoughts about Rushali's personal statement at first glance? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's one. Well, two problems. One, it's just one huge paragraph, which is bizarre. Um, <laughs> so no paragraph breaks. And then two, it's, I don't know if this is our mistake, but it's fully justified on the left and right side which makes it even harder to read.
1: Yes. We want to go with left justification. We want paragraph, paragraph breaks. breaks. <laughs> you can indent those paragraphs even if you would like do anything you can to make it. I don't know if I would read. even read this. All right. You want to give it a shot?
0: I I like as a reviewer, I'd probably be like mm, next
1: instant swipe left because it's all one, one giant paragraph.
0: Yeah. I mean, because she sent this into the show let's go ahead and read the first sentence but because i might do that okay first sentence volunteering has been a big part of my life from volunteering over 200 hours in high school to the youth organization i founded a few months back i i hate it
1: that's a bad sentence yeah i'm out like Rushali. Make I the subject of your sentences. It's just going to be so much better. It's it's going to be so much easier. I mean, you made volunteering the subject of that sentence so that you could then use has been as the verb.
0: Which is just Then you have
1: this weird clause where you say from one thing to another thing. But the first thing is volunteering over 200 years in high school. Then the second thing is the youth organization I founded a few months back. Why don't you just start? Yeah, it's not parallel. And why don't you just go into, I founded X youth organization. Like, tell me that story instead of this broad conclusion that volunteering has always been a big part of your life.
0: This is interesting. I mean, I would be out, but let's just read this next sentence to help people know what to not do. It says, it is something that has been important to me so far. Okay, conclusion. And has led to my passion.
1: Oh my God, Rishali,
0: for criminal law and human rights law. Oh, don't use the word passion <laughs> in your personal statement. No, do say you have that... passion for the law. Oh, okay.
1: Well, also, it has led to my passion. <laughs> I don't even know. It and the subject of that sentence is it. What is it? Well, volunteering,
0: volunteering.
1: So, volunteering has been important to me so far. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gagging when I read that. That's like, what? <laughs> oh, God damn it. Almost it almost
0: suggests like it might become less important over time, right?
1: Yeah, and has led to my passion for criminal law and human rights law, which you don't. I don't, it's not that I don't believe you, Rushali, but. You need to present evidence of this passion, not just tell me about this passion. You need to show, not tell. And this is just pure telling. Um, boy, tell me about the founding of this youth organization and just do it in a direct, straightforward manner. Let's let's give give her a couple more sentences.
0: Okay. I'm now the founder and CEO of Inspiring Youth a volunteer-based nonprofit organization committed to giving disadvantaged youth opportunities for growth. Okay, kind of vague. I still don't
1: know. That could be your first sentence, though. I mean, or instead of I am, you could say I founded.
0: By the way, yeah, I am or I founded. uh, It could work as long as you immediately jump into what you're doing right. I I don't love the founder and CEO. I feel No, that sounds like every college
1: kid thinks they're the CEO of something, which (laughs) is like, no, you're not. Or even if you are, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I mean, Ben, we could have fancy titles, right? I could, you could be the CEO and I could be the COO. Yeah. Or wait, you're going to be the CTO and the C, we could be co-CEO. You could be the CTO.
0: Yeah, we could have this. You know, what's funny about that is actually just today I was filling out a form for my dentist and they asked these stupid questions. They're like, what's your job? (laughs) I put teacher. (laughs) That's what I am.
1: Yeah, uh, right. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's a conclusion telling me that you're the CEO. It's like, yeah, you know what? When a kid sets up a lemonade stand, they're the CEO of the lemonade stand. Yeah. There's one officer, there's one employee, and it's the chief executive employee, chief executive officer and dishwasher, you know, Johnny. So nobody, ca- like, the, I don't know who you're, think you're impressing by dropping in the letters. Say what the organization does, say what you do there. I get it that it gives disadvantaged youth opportunities for growth, but I don't get that because I don't know what that means.
0: I don't know what opportunities you're talking about. I don't know what kind of disadvantaged youth you're talking about.
1: Opportunities for growth. (laughs) Sorry. It's funny. Yeah. People just don't realize that they don't, they're not making themselves clear. They don't, nobody knows what the fuck this is. And you're not telling the reader what the fuck it is. So the reader doesn't know what the fuck it is. That's just like, we don't, we're not following. We don't understand. We, we get that you founded something and it's probably good, but we don't have any evidence. So we don't really know.
0: No, it sounds like a press release from some corporation, right? It's all vague and sounds grandiose.
1: All right, it's going to get a little more specific here, so maybe a couple more sentences.
0: I already hate it, though. Ninth grade? Yeah. I don't want to hear about it. Back in grade nine, I volunteered for the very first time in my life at a local police station for 40 hours.
1: Oh, Who cares?
0: Here, I started to see how many youths disadvantaged by circumstances such as homelessness, food insecurity, racism, etc.,
1: Etc. Don't ever put etc.
0: We're unable to get access to opportunities for personal and professional growth in life, as opposed to somewhere else, and how this often led to an unwanted involvement in crime.
1: It's a. This is a reference to Rushali's mental state, right? Rishali is learning. I here I started to see. Yep. Well, Rishali your reader already knows about this shit. Like the moment where you realize that there was injustice in the world is not interesting to us. Yeah. Everybody has that moment and we don't care about the moment. We care what you did after. Why are you going back to ninth grade? You're not a ninth grader.
0: You want to keep going?
1: No, I don't. I like, I'm done. Oh, well also, well, How about one and a half more sentences?
0: Okay. Throughout my volunteering experience, all throughout high school. Okay. Throughout twice in the same sentence. This began to be a reoccurring theme. I noticed that the art classes to the summer camps I volunteered at. That's
1: a bad sentence. The art classes to the summer camps I volunteered at. (laughs) But here's where I really stop.
0: After suffering from mental health issues all throughout my first year of undergraduate studies.
1: Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. I mean, that's bad advocacy. You are, that's really, you're supposed to be putting your best foot forward and you're dragging in mental health issues from your first year of undergrad. Why you only have a page and a half or two pages to tell me what an ass kicker you are and you, you, you like blurt out mental health issues. Yeah. That's not what the reader, the reader does not, they they have a stack of other applicants. Why do you think your mental health issues are going to set you apart from those other applicants in a good way?
0: Look, people have mental health issues. That's yes, fine. I it's have mental health issues.
1: <laughs> I like we, we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no surprise to anybody. But that's not going to be the first thing I say if I'm trying yeah, to get not a, a job. Yep. <sighs> that's it. That that's a swipe. That's that's like you're that you, you'd be done at that point. I mean, if if I was comparing you to somebody else. I'd be looking at the somebody else. Yep. I'd be like, okay, what else we got here? Cause that's not, that's not good. That's not good lawyering. I mean, you know, think about it that way. I think people don't, I get. I don't know. It's kind of surprising to me that people don't think about it that way, but think about it that way. Lawyers are professional writers. What do they write? Well, they write advocacy on behalf of their clients You are, as you apply to law school, you are giving them a demonstration of the advocacy that you will do on behalf of your client. You're advocating for yourself here. This is like the one time that you're going to represent yourself in your legal career, but you're representing yourself. You're supposed to be putting your best foot forward, demonstrating your. it's simultaneously, right? You're doing two bits of advocacy at once because you're supposed to be telling your story, which should paint you in a favorable light, but you're also demonstrating your ability to tell that story. And, and an important part of that is choosing the 99.999% of your life that you're going to leave out. (laughs) Like you can't, you don't have to disclose every bad thing you've ever done or every struggle you've ever experienced. Nobody nobody is admitting you to their law school on the basis of the mental health issues that you experienced during your freshman year of college. Agreed. It's not a point in your favor. And even though they're not allowed to discriminate against you because of shit like that, they absolutely are going to discriminate against you on the basis of shit like that. (laughs) You're disclosing to them something that you should just not disclose. So not only are they going to hold it against you, they're going to hold the fact that you chose to include it against against you. you. Yeah,
0: It's, it's like a season. double
1: whammy. Yeah.
0: And Next. Well, I want to say one other thing about that. I agree 100%. This is about advocating for yourself. I'm concerned that some people are going to walk away from this discussion thinking that the way to advocate for themselves is to draw a bunch of conclusions and go you know to the bat swinging as hard as they possibly can. No. What you want to do is you want to give the facts. That's the... You want to give them the facts and you want to give them the best facts of your life. So you are you have a whole slew of facts. You pick the best ones, the most concrete ones, and you just present those facts and those facts speak for themselves. That's what true advocacy is. And that's what true advocates do.
1: Yeah. If, if you have the threatening... If you have the hundred different threatening voicemails that you know, someone left someone else. Then you have the receipt where they went to the Walmart and bought the gun. Then you have the tire tracks of the car out front of the murder scene. Then you have the video camera of them showing the, of the shows, the murder clearly. Then you have the fingerprints. Then you have the, whatever else you don't, then need to like go on and on about how this is clearly a murder that was committed by this person. It's like, yeah, we got it. The facts, the facts clearly demonstrate that that's what happened. You don't have to
0: say it, but if you come out and say it, you say, Hey, Joe murdered Phil. It's like, uh, wow, that's a pretty big accusation. Um, why should I believe you? Like, Maybe Joe didn't do that. Maybe it was right. Sure. <laughs> we
1: resist conclusions, yeah. but we can't argue with facts. So if you just stick with facts, you that would be great. Um All right. Cool. Rishali's been waiting a long time. Rishali is in our our classes and I, I would I would love Rishali for you to resubmit and see if we make it a little further next time we do this. Um, But you do need to use paragraphs. You need to make it left justified. And you need to tell your story in a more straightforward manner that focuses on your actions, not your mental states, but your actions. And you need to show better judgment about what you include and what you don't include.
0: And it needs to come from a more recent time in your life.
1: And it doesn't need, to be, yeah. Why all this childish shit? High school. I mean, I guess for a lot of our students, they're young, and so high school, you know, doesn't seem that long ago. But for your reader, the second you say high school, we're just like, what? This is a child. You're, you're a, you look like a child when you talk about high school. I mean, I <laughs> same thing when you mention your freshman year of college. To be honest, like. D- d- omit all of those references to like demonstrating the fact that you're 19.
0: Here's one last example of that. Um, I was in five guys the other day and they have a ton of posters around their restaurant from when they got all these awards and they're all from like 2010 or earlier. The obvious like takeaway from that is why the fuck aren't you getting any awards now? You're just yeah. like a has-been.
1: We used to be good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. I don't know that we need to read this uh, preamble. I put. In fact, we shouldn't because we need to get it out of the uh, personal statement. Okay. But yeah. Um. this is somebody who is studying with the demon and has improved. Wait. Does this actually say that? Yeah. Yeah. She... <laughs> the demon has literally saved my life.
0: I hope that's not literal.
1: <laughs> no, it has not literally saved your life. Anyway, um, but this is somebody who got a 133 cold diagnostic and is now up to 157 uh, after using the demon for less than a month. Whoa. So this is somebody who uh, is killing it. Looks like they're on the way to a 160 something. Let's we might go back to that email, but let's get into the uh, let's get into the statement itself. So here here's how the statement starts. Sure. It's a very short first paragraph. I am a wearer of many hats. By profession, I am a real estate paralegal. At heart, I am a mother, wife, entrepreneur, and free spirit. Wow. Boy, of all the things you could tell me that would make me not read any more at all. <laughs> what am I going to yell about, Ben?
0: Free spirit.
1: Free spirit. You don't look for attorneys really? who are free spirits. Like, oh, <laughs> 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 that might be the last thing that an attorney is. Like, that just is not... I get it. You're trying to like humanize, you know, you want to, you want to look like a cool person that we want to hang out with. I do like hanging out with free spirits, but I'm not hiring free spirits for my law firm.
0: So I don't think it's necessary to mention that you're a mother and a wife, but interestingly, if you say I'm a mother, a wife, and an entrepreneur and you end there, You do get the sense that you're like, wait a sec. Okay. You got a lot going on in your home life, but you're also an entrepreneur. Maybe I could see you being a badass who gets shit done, but then you add free spirit and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, maybe you're just kind of helter skelter. You're all over the place.
1: No, this makes no sense. This story makes no sense. I mean, I. (laughs) well, and then look at the next sentence. I wasn't always on this intentional path to becoming a lawyer. I don't care. You're, you're not on that intentional path right now. What are it's, you talking about? Yeah. You just told me that you're aware of many hats. Yeah. You just told me that you're a real estate paralegal, which sounds like your day job, but at heart you're a mother, wife, entrepreneur, and free spirit. Not one of those things indicates an intentional path to becoming a lawyer. The, the paralegal job... Does seem like okay? Interested in law might become a lawyer, yeah. but I don't see an intentional path to becoming a lawyer, <laughs> and yeah. especially not when the last words out of your mouth were "free spirit." What? Oh man! Here's this. Here's this next sentence, right? Sorry, go ahead. I I, I would have not. I, there's no way I would have read any further than "free spirit." I mean, now presumably, right? We're yeah. we're the the purpose of this exercise is to pretend that we can only admit one of these people, right? How far would you read into it if if they have equal numbers and you can only admit one of them? Because if if they can admit all four of you, then it doesn't really matter. And if they're not going to admit any of you, then it also doesn't matter. The only time it actually matters is if they're going to admit one of you.
0: Well, if we have to admit one of these folks, it would be the first person so far. It would be V, right? Even though we didn't get through all of her personal statements, still the best one. Up to this
1: point. If I'm going just based on personal statement, the second I get to free spirit, it's like, that is not what I wanted to hear. And it is at the very least, it's a, it's poor judgment. Like it is not a good decision of you to describe yourself as a free spirit on your law school application. And that's not what they want. No. <laughs> I mean, that's not what they're looking for. If you if if any, if any of you are upset by
0: Nathan's obsession with this two word phrase um, <laughs> it's very possible like even I could see myself reading past that phrase not happy with it. it would be a chip on my shoulder. Um, this is kind of like some answer choices wrong answer choices and logical reasoning. it's like eh, I don't love that but I'm gonna let it slide and I'm gonna keep going and then there's still things later in that answer choice that just kill it And this personal statement, Gets worse. The next sentence is, I arrived at this aspiration in a sort of a roundabout way. Uh, Again, I don't care about the mental states. You just sound like lost. and. It's
1: self-contradictory. Yeah. I wasn't always on this intentional path to become... Oh, I see. She's explaining that she wasn't always on this intentional path, which I already don't believe that she is. Yeah. But then now, oh, I arrived at this aspiration in sort of a roundabout way.
0: Which is wordy, and I, again, don't care. And then the next sentence says, as a young child. And now I'm like, I don't care about you as a young child. Like, if you didn't stop reading at Free Spirit, you would keep going, and there would be a definite cutoff very, very soon here.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll go a little further into it. Um, But yeah, I think I probably already would be out. As a young child, I wanted to be a hematologist and part-time professional figure skater. Omit. Why? Looking back, I can now identify those absurd, ambitious aspirations. Ooh, alliteration. (laughs) As my innate desire to strive for academic greatness without stifling my creativity or individuality. That sentence sucks. I can now identify those absurd, ambitious aspirations as my innate desire. That doesn't make any sense. Also, academic greatness. You just talked about wanting to be a professional figure skater. (laughs) This, This is like all over the place lawyers are focused lawyers are serious lawyers are goal oriented lawyers get work done none of this is about getting work done none of this is a, none of this is demonstrating focus drive a seriousness of purpose or good judgment as far as what to include like you're telling me that as a child you wanted to be a hematologist what, I don't even know what a hematologist is do children know what hematologists are? I guess if you've got doctor parents, maybe. I would not think. But so. why would you bring that up? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Yeah.
0: Um
1: I've since refined my academic and career goals and have embraced my path as unique. Don't what I does that mean, Ben? I have I have embraced my path as unique. What it's does okay that mean?
0: Okay to be different, special.
1: But that's that is just like so a hundred percent not what they want. No. They are not looking for unique. They're looking for worker bees. Worker they want bees, people who yeah. are going to be successful in a law firm. For God's sake. You're going to become an ant in the colony, and you got to do what you're told. I'm a certified yoga instructor and small business owner, which provides outlets for my creative side. At 34, I'm still on my academic journey, which has led me to apply for law school at an unconventional age. Uh, I'm knee deep into a demanding career with three young children and an incarcerated husband in tow. I've taken the scenic route to success and have discovered that there is beauty in this process. There is not a possible planet where I would read any further in this personal statement. I would be, I would not touch this applicant with a ten foot pole. I like, I mean, and I'm not saying that that's really how I feel about you, Ayoka. She said, "Use your name." I, I don't literally feel that way about. I don't. I don't. I, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is this statement, I I could not want to be further away from this applicant that you're presenting in this statement. It's like, this is, it doesn't look like a lawyer in the slightest. It's like, okay, this person is all over the place. They got way too many other obligations. Like what part of you talking about your kids is you think makes me as a law school be like, oh yeah, this person's going to really kill it in law school. What part of you talking about your incarcerated husband makes me, like, makes me think so you're going to be questions. successful in law school?
0: I mean, it's like, yeah, I realize you're not incarcerated, but what happened? Why? And it's just a distraction. It's just unnecessary. Bad.
1: She's she's brought up certified yoga instructor. She's brought up professional figure skater. She's brought up a thing she wanted to do when she was a child.
0: Real estate Paralegal
1: real estate paralegal and, and the free spirit. I mean, it's like you've branded yourself as a free spirit right off the bat. The second Mm -hmm. paragraph completely supports that by the way. Yeah. And that is 1000% not what I'm looking for. It's like, Oh, thank you for dismissing yourself from contention. There, that is no way that that's what I want to hear about. Yep. Please resubmit. Ioka, please resubmit. Please try again. And hopefully we can make it further through your statement next time, because at that point I am tapped way out. I, I, there's no, I, you can't, you can't rescue it from there. You've already lost, in my book. I'm just one guy. Although Ben's another guy, <laughs> Ben agrees. I agree. We're out. We got one more. Okay. So far, winner is V off the top.
0: So. Uh can we use her name? Or should we just say K?
1: Let's just say K.
0: Okay. Um I'm going to skip the intro.
1: Yeah, just read the statement.
0: I researched for weeks in the It's pronounced
1: Louvre, Ben Louvre.
0: In the Louvre archives. I was attempting to uncover the identity of the artist responsible for an un- unattributed 19th century French portrait from my art history master's thesis. Okay, right off the bat, I love this. First sentence is short, uh, it has K doing something. The second sentence has K doing something for her art history's master's thesis. This is professional shit. I mean, it's school. Yeah. I
1: I would like to point out though that it doesn't have to be so highfalutin, right? Like immediately I get, okay, I can start to make all kinds of inferences about Mm Kay. I think you went to some fancy liberal arts school. I think that you probably are from money. I think that you, you know, like I'm making all kinds of inferences that are not bad really for Kay's, for Kay's application. It's like, okay, Sav, probably Savvy, probably knows lawyers, probably has lawyers in her family. Um, it, not, I'm speculating, but that's the kinds of speculations that people are going to make. Yeah. I just want to point out that it, you don't have to be at the Louvre and you don't have to be working on an art history master's thesis. The thing that we really are resonating with here is that, it's that first very short sentence with I as the subject and researched as the verb. And then the next sentence is like more about that. Like here's what I was doing. Yeah. So it's like telling a story featuring K doing shit. And And it doesn't have to be so fancy. It just happens to be fancy.
0: Happens to be fancy, but a lot of, well, yeah, it doesn't have to be fancy, but it is, doing something. And it is something that is noteworthy, right? It is something that law schools might be interested in. Uh, as yeah, but to you could
1: else. just, you could equally well be in the public library in your town, attempting to figure out the answer to any other question. And I think I would give you 99% of the same credit. Yeah. I'm maybe, saying you don't have to be in Paris. Like you could be in Modesto and I would still be like, Oh, okay. You're, you're doing work. Good. Yep. All
0: right. She continues. The life-size oil painting has been in the Louvre connection collection since 1901. It depicts a brooding young bro- brooding, brooding. What's that mean?
1: You know, like sulking or
0: Oh, brooding. Okay. It depicts a brooding young man with in a dark studio Accompanied by a palette and an artist's mannequin,
1: mannequin, mannequin,
0: mannequin. Sorry, I'm so bad at reading. Um, <laughs> I just didn't have. It's interesting. Okay, so um, I I don't know why we need to know that. I guess I'm getting a little
1: yeah, a little too much about the painting, but that's okay. I I'll, I want to know about you. I, I'm much more interested in your research than I am in the exact aesthetics of this painting okay but i would be i would give you some breathing room here because you know you started off so strong with like you're doing something so i want to hear the end of this story or at least i want to get a little deeper into the story
0: it's enigmatic
1: enigmatic
0: enigmatic character had generated scholarly interest over its authorship for decades Familiar with this dense historiography and historiography historiography, and convinced the correct artist had not yet been assigned. I traveled to Paris. Okay.
1: Uh, uh, You were already in Paris. Yeah. You're already at the Louvre archives. You don't need to then tell me about the fact that you got on a plane and flew to Paris. You're already in Paris um you know also notice reference to her own mental states please ben point out to me if we ever see a reference to your own mental state that's good because this is it's like it's not necessary i, I don't i don't need you to tell me that you're convinced that the correct artist had not yet been assigned i don't care i care what you did about it yeah And traveling to Paris is part of that, but it's not really what you did. You started off very strong with, I researched for weeks in the Louvre archives. Tell me more about that, please.
0: At the museum's archives, loose documents are filed within large folders, vaguely labeled by year or place. To guarantee that a given folder had no relevance to my research, comma, I had to comb through mountains of unnecessary papers. Often, days would pass before I stumbled upon something that I could use. But after five weeks of research at the Louvre, two additional museum archives, and the Library of the National Institute for Art History, I amassed hundreds of photographs of relevant archival documents for my thesis. Despite this collection, I never found conclusive proof that would allow me to unequivocally identify the artist of the portrait. Hmm. Okay.
1: So it's a failed research project.
0: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I would keep reading, but yeah, this is not to say that my time in the archives of Paris was wasted, far from it. I concluded from my research that the portrait had been made in response to artist Theodore... How do you say that? I'm going to
1: say Jericho. Jericho. She, she gave us a YouTube video on how to pronounce it, but I didn't watch it because I figured I could just wing it with Jericho.
0: Well, you'll do pretty good compared to me. So Theodore Jericho's death in January of 1824. As a result, I was better able to describe the work's original purpose and flesh out the context in which the work was produced than previous that scholarship.
1: Yeah. I don't like the than previous scholarship at the end of that.
0: That's not, oh, better able to than previous scholarship. Okay. Yeah, it was really far. Yeah, just stop
1: there after produced. Yeah. I don't think you need the than previous scholarship. We understand that you're comparing it probably to previous scholarship.
0: I could also firmly date the work immediately following, following, wait, what'd you say again? Jericho. Jericho's death. Finally, I was able to s- suggest that Jamar, a relatively unknown assistant to the famous Jericho, was the possible author. Okay. Hmm. Following the archival research, I analyzed the portrait utilizing
1: uh using. Yep. Using. Never utilizing.
0: Utilizing Charles's Charles Sanders pierce's semiotic theory what's a semiotic theory no idea on the relationship of signs under this theoretical lens i describe the portrait's memorialization of the late um I keep forgetting this guy's name. Jericho. Jericho.
1: Well, not that that's even right necessarily, but I'm gonna say Jericho.
0: Jericho. Jericho.
1: Through symbols
0: of mourning, loss, and the unending passage of time.
1: I'm getting bored. I am too. Uh,
0: um. Okay. Applying Pierce's theory on the portrait provided. Eh. <laughs> What's that?
1: I have no fucking idea what ekphrastic, ekphrastic might mean.
0: evidence for my attribution suggestion that I could not otherwise find documented.
1: The word ekphrasis comes from the Greek for the written description of a work of art produced as a rhetorical exercise often used in the adjectival form ekphrastic. It's a vivid, often dramatic, verbal description of a visual work of art, either real or imagined. In ancient times, it referred to a description of anything, person, or experience. According to the Poetry Foundation, an ekphrastic poem is a vivid description of a scene or, more commonly, a work of art. Ekphrasis has been generally considered to be a rhetorical device in which one medium of art tries to relate to another medium by descri- defining and describing its essence and form. And in doing so, relate more directly to the audience through its illuminative liveliness. I don't know what that means. It's a word that art people use to describe art hmm. about art.
0: Here's the thing. I think I would stop reading this personal statement. I would probably put them in the accept pile because I'd say, okay, clearly you have the chops to work in an academic environment. You can write, you can use complicated words. I'm not impressed, but I'm not I'm not concerned about your ability to come into law school and succeed in this field or in this forum, which often involves idiots who write like this. They're not the best. The best writers in the legal world are persuasive. They don't use words that their readers don't understand. But you obviously can get there with a little bit of help.
1: There's not one reader at one law school who knows what that word ekphrastic means. I mean, okay, probably there is because there's 200 of these people. Let's say there's one out of a hundred of your readers who know what that word means. Do you have to use that word? I'm not impressed. You already said semiotic in the same paragraph. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I would read this and I would go, okay, this is a very, this is like a good student, grad student, overeducated academic probably though this is an application for you know yale Mm -hmm. or like t14 like top 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 law schools this doesn't look like somebody who's going to go into big law this looks like somebody who's going to go into academia yeah if that's what you're trying to do is to present a i'm going to become a law professor uh type of a personal statement then you definitely are succeeding uh this doesn't super look like a worker bee in a big law firm which I think is what Ben was saying.
0: Well, even I think in an academic environment, you could write on a topic that's slightly more interesting or make it more interesting or just be a little more down to earth. It's kind of like um, you have some good writers on the Supreme Court, but then you have some really good ones because they speak, <laughs> they're, they're They can handle all the hard issues, but they speak in a way that really captures every reader and makes the case. But it's still interesting. Like we were both getting bored in the middle of this.
1: Yeah. But it's because she wants to do boring shit. I mean, I'm scanning to the end. I plan to continue this line of work by practicing art law in the future with a concentration on cultural heritage rights. I believe you. I took art law in law school. I hated it. It sounded exactly like all of this. I believe you that you're going to be in that field. And so this would just be like a, yep, admit. Academic. You're in. To that extent, it's a very successful statement. Yeah.
0: I mean, you will get admitted.
1: <laughs> yeah, this that's going to get the job done. Well, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, we don't need uh, K to resubmit. K's got it under control. Absolutely. Right? Like, K, we will not read this again. <laughs> You're in. You're good. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Uh, these other three, V maybe at the top was, I. you know, the best thing about V is that it was like just fairly relative to all these others. It was relatively plain spoken about you know like things that you've actually done i think it goes too far back into history maybe uh well for sure it does with part-time work in high school but all three of those statements um you are welcome to uh take our comments and rewrite it and send it back in and maybe we'll do this again and see if we make it further into your statements um Yeah. K goes into the presumptive admit pile to go practice art law. (laughs) Any other comments? No, that's it. Cool. Uh, We'd love to know what you think about this is a different, this is a new experiment for us uh, doing personal statements this way. Um, I think it's helpful to compare four of them instead of just, you know, railing on one of them. Yeah. Um,
0: See how they compare to each other.
1: Yeah. Send us your feedback, please help at thinkinglz.com. Um, anything else for today's show? Okay. That was the first iteration of the LSAT personal statement stravaganza. Hope you found it helpful. Uh, You can get on an upcoming show by emailing help at thinkinglsat.com. Obviously, we do not have time to cover every personal statement you submit. So um, sorry, we're going to pick and choose of the ones that get sent to us. We just can't. We we get too many. Y'all, we cannot do all of them. But please do submit if you would like help at thinkinglsat.com. If you have any questions about the LSAT demon, you can email help at lsatdemon.com. That was episode 309 of the Thinking That podcast. Thanks all y'all for listening. Nice knowing you. Don't pay for law school.